Uh, look, I see Anthony Albanese has taken to breakfast television this morning over the claims that the email trail revealed that Australia was slow to act when it came with dealing with the f- negotiations with Pfizer, the European company uh, who produces a COVID vaccine. Well, let's talk to Julian Hill about it. Morning to you, Julian. How are you? Excellent, mate. How are you? Yeah, not too bad. Okay, fill me in. Health Minister Greg Hunt did not accept an invitation for a detailed formal meeting with Pfizer's top executives about progress on a COVID-19 vaccine, while other countries were on track to signing deals for millions and millions of doses. It's, look, they're shocking revelations. It's well established. People know now that the Prime Minister failed his two key jobs last year to manage the pandemic. There was no safe national quarantine system and there's no speedy, effective vaccination rollout. But the depth of that failure, the reasons for it, are only just being revealed. Um, these secret documents that were revealed under freedom of information laws um, show that Pfizer wrote to the government in June last year, not the other way around, The government refused the requests to meet with them, to meet with their global leadership team. The government was warned um, of the need for speed, that competition was growing. And frankly, it doesn't, you don't have to be an economic genius to know that Australia is a small market um, in the global stakes, that the need for speed for us was even more urgent than the big countries. And yet the government took a wait and see approach. Um, Pfizer made clear that we could have had millions of doses of Pfizer before last Christmas, at the end of last year, the US, mm. the UK, uh, Japan, Canada, Israel, most of Europe, they'd signed deals with Pfizer um, starting mid last year. And yet Scott Morrison and Greg Hunt refused to meet with them and didn't get a deal in place until Christmas. Well, no wonder Australia's yeah. at the back of the queue. Why is it that I'm reading and hearing this morning that Pfizer said that uh, no earlier doses were available to Australia? So, in other words, uh, the health minister and apparently Pfizer are denying the claims. Oh, well, the documents are clear that Pfizer yeah. sought that meeting, that other True. countries had their deals in place, and yeah. uh, that we could have and should have um, had a much faster vaccine rollout in place. And right now, I mean, this this is going to make Australians furious. Mm. There are still millions of Australians that want the jab. Um, There's young people I know queuing up at 6am every morning at the queues in Melbourne, hoping to score a cancellation spot in my home city and right across the country. Mm. Um, And Scott Morrison's lockdowns, there's 14 million Australians suffering under these lockdowns because this bloke didn't get enough vaccines. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't understand why you would send a, uh, you know, a health department executive rather than the minister himself uh, pick up the phone and speak to Pfizer executives all the way back then when it was apparent that we would uh, need vaccines uh, to cover our population. And, uh, you know, while uh, hundreds of millions of vaccines were being bought by other countries, including the United States and the United Kingdom, uh, there's no doubt that we were on the back feet, uh, back foot, and we were slow to act. I don't, uh, I don't deny that at all. This is no ordinary contract. This was not, you know, buying a new machine that goes beep at the hospital, which is what the bureaucrats are there for. That makes sense. This is a once-in-a-century pandemic, which needs political leadership. I mean, the other other countries' political leaders were meeting with them, getting their country at the front of the queue, and Morrison did nothing. Um, to quote Malcolm Turnbull, you know. With friends like this, the government must be wondering. But as Malcolm Turnbull said, this is a colossal failure 
vaccine rollout is the biggest failure of public administration in this country in living memory. I mean, this is, this is unforgivable stuff. And in due course, as the crisis passes into next year, uh, it will and must be the subject of a royal commission to figure out what went wrong and learn these lessons um, for future generations and for future pandemics. Yeah. Does Scott Morrison fail to understand the symbolism of a shared sacrifice? Does he fall short uh, in the pub test department? Um, I refer to what happened over Father's Day. Oh, there's something wrong with the bloke. You see this, it's not an isolated incident. It's a pattern, it's the character of the bloke. He just doesn't seem to have empathy or an understanding of how other people are suffering and see things. We saw it um, with the trip to Hawaii in the middle of a national crisis and then lying about it. I mean, fair enough, have a family holiday. It was an error of judgment, but then to lie about it and pretend he wasn't there, as his office tried to do. And we saw it with the Father's Day trip. Now, I'm actually... I actually do think the Prime Minister has a critical job in the nation. It's a unique job, an exceptional job. And if if the bloke was in Sydney and he needed to get to Canberra for certain national security things, I have no problem with that exemption being given. We've got to be reasonable. Of course. But he wasn't in Sydney. He flew to Sydney on his jet for a Father's Day event with his daughters, then flew back to Canberra. So the story doesn't stack up. And millions of people would like to see their kids at the moment, but they're suffering through Scott Morrison's lockdowns. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, that's uh, that's right, and it didn't look good. Um, and you know, posting on social media on a day uh, where <clears throat> hundreds of thousands of uh, ordinary Australians couldn't see their dads or their kids as fathers, it, it just wasn't a good look. I, I don't know where he gets the idea that this would be a good thing to do, Julian. Well, that photo as well that he posted on social media, I just thought it was a bit off. Um, it was actually a crop, the photo of him and his family. Yeah. Um, you know, it's a nice photo, but it was actually a crop from an event at the Botanical Gardens earlier in the year to commemorate four deceased children. Yeah, okay. Um, so there'd been a bit of criticism from, you know, people involved in that saying, you know, that's, that's a bit of a misuse of the photo. But anyway, look. He, he needs to explain himself why he thought that was acceptable when millions of Australians are locked down. Um, but we're still... You know, the other thing that's really getting me and you know, mm-hmm. people I represent, the Prime Minister's out there telling us how well the vaccine rollout's now going. Yeah. It's like the arsonist coming to say, look, will you thank me for help to put out the fire that I just started? Fair and enough. We're still near last <laughs> in the developed world. Now, uh, a number of uh, regional areas in your state of Victoria, apart from Shepparton, will come out of lockdown a little later today. That is good news. It's a way forward. It's terrific for those communities that have done the hard yards. And um, as the Premier has acknowledged, it's not possible now to get back to zero. And so that provides a bit more flexibility with the public health restrictions. But, you know, we were quick to move and quick to lock down and try and keep a lid on this thing. We gave it our best shot. We chucked everything at it to get back to zero. Yeah. Um, but we do not want to see cases explode in the thousands as we're seeing in New South Wales because, frankly, it means hundreds of Australians are going to lose their lives mm. because of this mismanagement of the pandemic. We should never have been in this position as an island continent. We should have had quarantine until people were vaccinated.